With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Baba Kama, Daf Dalet. We're going to start a little bit back on Daf Gimel Amabez, page 3b, about five lines up from the bottom. Rav, my time If we recall, so Rav said that when it says in the Mishnah Mav, it's going on Adam, it's going on the, the Nizakim, the damages that are caused by person, and Shmuel holds that Mav is talking about Shane, it's talking about a different damage of an ox. So now, Rav my time at So we said that why did Rav not say like Shmuel? Meaning, why does Rav say that Mav is referring to a person's damages? Tana shore of a chamila de shore. Because Rav holds that when it says shore in the Mishnah, it means all the different damages that are caused by an ox. Ushmuel nami shore. So Shmuel also has to explain. In the Mishnah, we already said shore, which seems to include all three different things. So why does he say that Mava means shane, if we already mentioned it? I'm Rav Yehuda. So Rav Yehuda says, Tana shore Actually, when it says shore, according to Shmuel, it doesn't mean the, uh, all the different subcategories of shore of an ox that gores, or rather it's just referring to the horns of an ox that gores and not to shane and not to regal. Umave l'shane. And when it says Mav, it's referring to the damages that are caused when an animal eats. So the Gemara says like this, And this is how we read the Mishnah, The characteristic of Karen, of the animal, the ox, the gores, is not similar to Shane, because by Karen, so it doesn't have any kind of benefit when it causes damage. As opposed to Shane, the tooth which does have some kind of benefit when it damages. And the, the character of Shane, which does not have any intent to cause damage, is not similar to the concept of Karen, which has some kind of intent to damage. And the Gemara says, wait, according to the way we just explained it, is it not a logical derivation? If it's true in regards to Shane, in regards to an animal that's eating and causing damage, it doesn't have any kind of intent. And we see, nevertheless, that there's an obligation. So in regards to an animal goring with its horns, whereas intent to cause damage, like culture can certainly, it should have an obligation to pay. So when it says, it's strich, no, we need it. We would have thought to say, despite the fact that there's, there's a kavana, there's an intent on the part of the animal to cause damage, nevertheless, we find elsewhere that even when there's intent on the part of the person, here we're talking about an evid, a slave, or a maidservant that are intending to cause damage, Nevertheless, you're going to be potter. Even though they have intention to cause damage, nevertheless, the master is going to be uh, not obligated in paying for the damages. We would have thought that over here as well, in regards to Karen, an animal that gores, perhaps the master also does not have to pay for that. Ravashi, so Ravashi says, hold on a second. Don't Evan and Amma have a very great reason why you're not going to have to pay over there? Because we're afraid that perhaps the master of this Evid, this slave, is going to insult the slave. And then the slave in retribution is going to go. And is going to light the haystack of his friend on fire. So then the slave, he can always go and cause his master to, to have to pay $100 every single day. So that's a totally different reason. I mean, you can't say that that applies in any way to an ox that's going goring with intention. So, so rather, we have to explain the Mishnah totally differently, as, far, as follows. What's the reason why we can't learn out of Karen to Shane? Because by Karen, it's different in the fact that it has intent to cause damage. Which is not true in regards to an animal that's eating. There's no intent to damage, and therefore you can't learn out Shane from there. And also in regards to Shane, the characteristic of Shane is that it has some kind of benefit when it's causing damage. So if we had just said that, then we wouldn't have known Karen, which doesn't have any kind of benefit when it causes damage.
So the Gemara says, okay, we talked about Karen, we talked about Shane, Varegel, Mai, what's going to be with Regal, which is the third subcategory of Shor, Shire, it was left out of the Mishnah. The Gemara answers, no, Kishahizik, Chav Hamazik, when the Mishnah says that if it caused damage, so it's going to create an obligation upon a person who owns the animal, La Asuye Regal. These words are extra in the Mishnah, it didn't have to say when it caused damage, we, that's what we're talking about, so why does it have to say it again? So it's coming to include another case where it caused damage, which is the case where it caused damage with his feet. So Gemara says, wait, Velisni, Hedjewa, why doesn't it say it explicitly? Why is it including it this way? So Ravis says no. So let's reevaluate what we're talking about here. Tanashor, when the mission says shore originally, it's referring to the damages that are caused when an animal walks along and causes damage. Umave, and when it says mave, is it's referring to the damage that's caused when an animal eats. And this is how we read the Mishnah. The concept of regal, so it has an advantage, and we wouldn't have been able to learn out the other things because it's something that's common. And as opposed to shame, which is not something that's so common. If we would have just said shame, we wouldn't have been able to learn out regal because uh, shame is something that has benefit when it causes damage, which is not true when a, an animal is walking along. It's not having benefit from the fact that it's trampling some fruits. The Karen, my, so what's going to be with Karen? Shire, it was left out. So the Gemara answers, When the mission says over here, when it caused damage, it's going to create an obligation upon the person who owns the animal. That's coming to include the case where the animal gored. The listening had this. The Gemara says, why don't we say that explicitly in the Mishnah? The Gemara answers, we do have a distinction to say why Karen would not be explicitly included in the Mishnah. Because in the Mishnah, we're only speaking about cases where the first time it causes damage, you're going to have to pay full damages. But in the case of Karen, so we're not going to say that case explicitly in the Mishnah, because that's the case where the first three times that it causes damages, you only pay half the damages. Only after it's done three times, you pay full damages. So that's why it's included only through some kind of uh, implication in the Mishnah, and not explicitly. Shmuel, my time learned Rav. So the Gemara now wants to understand why does Shmuel not say like Rav? Rav says that the Mishnah, when it says Mav, is talking about Adam. It's talking about a person damaging. Shmuel says it's talking about Shane. So why does Shmuel not hold like Rav? Amar so he'll say it to you like this. Because if you would believe, if we would think that it's indeed talking about a man, Hakatani Seifa. We said in the second half of the Mishnah, meaning in the Mishnah later on, Shurhamud, Vishurhamazik, a shore that's already uh, gored three times, and a shore that causes damage, Vishurhanizik, in the ownership, in the the domain of the person who got damaged, Vaha Adam. And then it, there in the Mishnah it says, and the man. So so we don't need to say it again in the beginning of the Mishnah if it's gonna say it later on. So Velisni Beresha, so why don't we include it in the first section of the Mishnah? Kamari, So because in the first part of the Mishnah we're only talking about the damages that are caused by the things that he owns, not by himself. So that's what Shmuel holds. So how does Rav deal with the fact that we said it later on in the Mishnah? So Rav will explain. The Mishnah over there is coming to say lists. We have a list of five different things that are going to be considered tam, that are not going to pay full damages from the beginning. And we have a list of five things that do indeed pay full damages from the beginning. So we want to include the concept of a man causing damage in the Mishnah when we're listing off the things that are going to be mu'ad mitchilas and that are going to pay full damages right away. That's why we said in the Mishnah later on, Huda'asa, that's what it's coming for. Umay lehare. So how does Rav understand the Mishnah in regards to the lohare? The concept of shore of an ox is not the same. You can't learn out to anywhere else. You can't learn it to a man because maybe shore is different because there, when a shore, when an ox kills a person, so you have to pay the value of the person. As opposed to a man who kills another person, he doesn't have to pay the value, but rather, if he kills intentionally, so he has to be killed. 
If he kills unintentionally, he has to run off to an Irmikla, to a city of refuge. And if we had just said the concept of a man causing damage, so we wouldn't be able to learn that sure, because when a man causes damage, so there's an extra four different things. We have Tsar, pain, ripui, the doctor bill, sheves, the loss of work, boishas, the embarrassment, those are things that don't apply when an animal animal causes damage. Uh, sure, an ox, when he causes damage, he doesn't have to pay for these four other things. So therefore, if you would have had man, you wouldn't have known the other damages of a sure of an ox. Now we come back to the Mishnah, and we're going to try to evaluate for this statement of the Mishnah. We said in the Mishnah that the common denominator of all of them is that it's their way to cause damage. Is it true that an ox, it's ways to cause damage? We said that it's not its way, and that's why the first three times that it causes damage, you only have to pay for half of the damages. Our answer is, what is ta- what's it talking about in the Mishnah? But Muad, we're already damaged three times. So the Gemara says, wait, but even if it's already damaged three times, is it still considered its way? So my answer is, yes, cave in the ayid once it's already three times it's damaged, so now this animal, its way is to cause damage. Adam, Dark Lahazik, Sigmar says, wait, what about a man? Is it his way? Is it a normal thing for a person to cause damage? My answer is, be Yashin. It's talking about a man who causes damage while he's sleeping. Yashin, Dark Lahazik, Sigmar says, wait, a person is sleeping, so what? <laughs> You're always causing damage? My answer is, Kevin, the Kayafu Pashit, since a, per- a person bends and stretches his legs while he's sleeping, Urchehu. In fact, it's quite common that he can cause damage with his body. Ushmirasan Alecha, so we said in the Mishnah that it's incumbent upon the person to watch those things. So the Gemara says, wait, according to Rav, who says that Maviz Adam Adam Shmiras Gufay Alafu, it's appropriate to say that the person has to watch his own body, not to say that it's watching is upon you. That would seem to imply that we're not talking about the person's the person himself. So Mar says, wait, according to you, let's say that we're talking about an ox. We're not talking about a person. I mean, according to Shmuel, Karna. This said Karna learns Arba obviously that there are four super categories of damages. And he learns that the man is one of them. Adam Shmiras Gufay Alafu. So there again in that version of the Brisa, so it includes for sure Adam, and there it doesn't say Shmiras Gufay Alav, that it's upon him to watch himself, to watch his body. So what does it say over there? Shmiras Alecha, that it's incumbent upon him to watch those things. They're implying that we're talking about the animals, but there it's clear that we're talking about the person as well. That rather it's as Riavo explained, Tani Adam Shmiras Gufay Alav, that we add into the Brisa, that the person, regards to a person, so the watching of his own body is incumbent upon himself. We turn to the dollar on my base page for B. Hachanami, Tani Adam Shemir Therefore, in the Mishnah also, we can add in that when it's talking about the human being or the person causing damage, that he has to watch his own body. That that's added into the Mishnah, so to speak. Maskifla Rav Mari. So Rav Mari asked the following question. Ve'ema Mave Zehamayim. We're saying until now that Mave is either Shane, it's either an animal eating or it's a person. Maybe Mave is something else. Maybe Mave is the damages that are caused if someone would leave his water in the Rosh Hashanah in a public place. The verse says, just like fire has the ability to melt something that usually melts, so to water causes fire to boil. That's what the verse says. So what do we see over here? We see that water is referred to as mother, this type of uh, causing something to boil. So maybe that's what it means in the Mishnah. So my answer is no. Mixiv, does it say maim nivu, that the waters are boiling? Meaning it's not plural. It doesn't say nivu, tiv'e. 
Eishksiv. The word Tiveh is singular and it's going on the fire. So therefore it's not going on the water and therefore we can't say that our Mishnah, when it says Mav, is talking about the water. Maskev Lerav Zviz, so Zviz now asks a question as well. Ve'ema Mav Zeha Eish. So then why don't we say that Mav is actually fire? The Kiksiv Tiveh Be'eish Udechsiv. Because like we just said, that when it says Tiveh, it's going on the fire. And therefore we can say that the Mishnah, when it says Mav, it's referring to a fire causing damage. Yihachi, the Gemara says, wait, what does it mean in the Mishnah that it says both Mava and Hever if we're explaining if Mava means fire and then we say fire again then why are we saying the same thing twice and if you want to say okay you know what we're doing we're actually explaining what is Mava Mava is Hever Mava is fire so then we would have a problem the Mishnah says that there are four super categories in the Mishnah but if you count them if Mava and Hever are the same thing then you only have three and if you want to say Tanashor that when it says Shor when it says the concept of ox, this Beitarti, we have two. We have Regel, and we have Shane. And Rashi explains, because we're leaving out Karen, because Karen's something that's not Muad Mithilase. It's not going to be included, because it's not something that you're going to be obligated fully on the damages that you have on the, at the onset. So what do we have? So we have two of Shor, we have Regel and Shane, and then you have H, fire, like we said, that's three, and you have the boar, which is the pit, so then you have four. So why don't we say that? So the Gemara answers, It's then we're gonna have a problem with the words of the mission because it refers to both it refers to Mave as being something that has within it a spirit of life. And what does fire have any kind of spirit of life in it? It's not alive. Then you're also gonna have a problem because included in something we compare Aish to Mave. So that implies that they're totally different things. So clearly Mave is not Aish, Mave is not Mayim. It's either, as we said, it's going to be the concept of shame, of an animal eating. Or it's going to be a person. Tony Rav Oishia. Rav Oishia learned the following brisa: Shleishas are avos nezikin. There are actually thirteen super categories of damages. Shaymer chinam, a person who's asked to watch something without getting paid. So Rashi says that such a person, if anything goes wrong, if he is negligent, so therefore he's going to have to pay. So there's a damage where he caused through his negligence. So Shomer chinam, a person who watches things without getting paid. Vahashoyel, someone who borrows something. So Rashi says a person who borrows something he has to pay if there's any kind of onus, even if something gets damaged without any fault of his own. So no say sacher, and then you have someone who's getting paid and a person who's renting the object so Rashi explains that in those two cases so he's going to be chayv on geneva and aveda if it gets stolen or gets lost and certainly on pshia if there was any kind of negligence then we have in the Mishnah Nezek if a person causes damage tsa'ar he causes pain viripu he has to pay the doctor bills sheves he has to pay for his loss of work boishas embarrassment and the four of our Mishnah shor bor mava hever so that totals up hatlesa that totals up 13 so why does our Mishnah not include these all of the other 13 that are included in Rabbi Oishiyaz bishlam al-shmuel so according to Shmuel is very good beniski mom kamari the Mishnah is only speaking about the damages that are caused by a person's property. We're now talking about damages that are caused by the person himself, which is what Rabbi Aisha was talking about. But according to Rav, that says in the Mishnah that Mava means Adam. Listen, why don't we say all of the other things that Rabbi Aisha says? The Gemara answers, According to Rav, we can say that when it says in the Mishnah Adam, it's including all of these different cases, anything that's affected, caused by a person. According to Rabbi Aisha, so we already said Adam, so that includes all the different things. So then why is he coming to say all the different details that are included in Adam if it's already been included in the general category of Adam. So the Gemara answers, 
Trey Gavni Adam. So we have two different types. Tana Adam the Azik Adam, because we have a man who causes damage to another man. Tana Adam the Azik Shor. Now we have a man that causes damage to an ox. That's what's included in the, in the first concept, which is in our Mishnah of Adam. It's talking about a man that causes damage to someone else's property. But the other cases of Rabbi Yishe, it's talking about a case where a person causes damage to another person. Yihachi, the Gemara says, Yihachi Shor Nami. Listen to Trey Gavni Shor. So in regards to ox, we should also split up an ox and say two different types. Uh, sure, the Azik, sure. You have an ox that grows another ox. Listen, sure, the Azik Adam. And you could also say the case where an ox causes damage to a person. The one says, wait, hi, my. What's going on here? Bishlama Adam, the Azik, sure. Nezik with Mishalim. So, in regards to a person who, when he goes and he damages an ox, so he pays damages. Adam, the Azik Adam. However, when a person causes damage to another person, Mishalim Arba Devarim. So, there are four other things that he also has to pay. Ella, sure, Mali, sure, the Azik, sure, Mali, sure, the Azik Adam. In regards to an ox, there's no reason to split it up because no matter what he causes damage to, he only pays the damages. Whether we're talking about where he caused damage to a person or caused damage to an ox. So therefore, there's no reason to split it up. Now the Gemara says, wait, what about in those cases where a person is watching something without getting paid? Or someone who's borrowed things? Or someone who is getting paid to watch the thing? Or someone who's renting the item that he's supposed to be watching? That's a case. We said in the Mishnah, we're talking about a case where a man caused damage to an ox or someone else's possessions. And Rabbi Yeshua is talking about a man causing damage to a man. What do you mean? He talks about the four cases. The first four cases are talking about a, a man who causes damage to, to an ox or a person's possessions. So that's a repeat. So, so it's a case of a man who caused damage to an ox, and we said it again. So the Gemara answers, No, the difference between the case and the Mishnah, and the case that Rabbi Yishia is, is uh, bringing down, is the Mishnah talking about a case where the person actually actively engaged in causing damage to something else. These four cases of the Nosei Sachar, the person who, who's, who's supposed to be watching something, so in all of those cases, those were damages that were caused without his intent. They were something that happened on their own. And therefore, that's why they're delineated Separately by Rabbi Yoshia. Tony Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia learned the following Brisa. Esrim Arba obviously Nazik, and actually he held that there are 24 super categories of damages. Tashlume Kefal, where a person stole something, so if he gets caught, so he has to pay double what he originally paid. The Tashlume Arba and if he had in fact in the meantime went and he had shechted uh, it, he slaughtered it, or he sold it, so he has to pay four or five times the original thing that he originally stole. Vegana Vegazan, a person who steals either in front of the person or not in front of the person, so he has to give it. Back with Adam Zemimim, or where, he, where a person, if you have two witnesses, Adam Zemimim is the concept where you have two witnesses that come and accuse a person. Let's say uh, Reuven and Shimon come and accuse Levi that they owe that Levi owes a fourth party money, right? And then it turns out that Reuven and Shimon were in a different place. Two other witnesses come and say that Reuven and Shimon were in a different place, so they couldn't have possibly known that sh- that Levi in fact owed that money. So now what happens? So Reuven and Shimon are called Adam Zemimim. They attempted to cause a third, the Levi, to have to pay. So now they have to actually pay back to Levi. So that's also considered a damage. Someone who rapes a woman, so there's a certain amount of money that they have to pay. Someone who seduces a woman, and a person who says something negative about a woman, saying that she wasn't a, a besula, she wasn't a virgin. Someone who causes someone, a kohen's truma to become impure. Someone who mixes in truma with chulin, with regular stuff. Someone who takes someone's wine and pours it towards avodah for idolatry, therefore thereby making it impossible to be able to be used. And the other 13 that were mentioned in Rabbi Yeshia. So then you have a total of 24. So why did Rabbi Yeshia skip these other 11? 
because only talking about cases where there's damages where you actually have to pay up front for some kind of monetary damage, as opposed to the cases that are listed in Rabbi Chia's Brisa, which include Kanas, cases of a fine. So that we're not talking about. So the Gemara says, wait, Ganav Vigazlin, what about the case of Ganav, a person stole, uh, either in front of the person's back or behind the person's back, those cases you actually are repaying something where, where it's the original money that was stolen. So listening, so why doesn't Rabbi Yeshia include those things in his Brisa? So the Gemara says, So he says, no, that's actually included in the concept of a person who's supposed to be watching something and it gets lost, because over there, if a person, if it gets stolen or it gets lost, so Rashi explains what this means is that a person... Let's say I appoint Ruvain to be my shomer to watch a certain object for me. And he says that, I'm sorry, Ari, but your object was stolen. So, but it, really the truth is that Ruvain, he, it wasn't really stolen, but he's just saying that it was stolen because he wants to keep it. So that's called a Toyantinus Ganev. He's claiming that it was stolen. So what happens in that case is considered like he stole it. So therefore, we already spoke about a similar case. That's, that's, that's why Rabbi Aisha didn't have to mention the case of Ganev and Gazlin in his version, in his Brisa. So now the Gemara says, so Bichia also, why does he have to say Ganav and Gazlan again? It's included already in the concept of Shomachin of Ashoyal. So the Gemara answer is, He wants to make a distinction between cases where the money or the object, the property originally came to him in a permitted way, as opposed to the case where it was completely stolen, where it never came to him in a permitted way at all. That's why he makes this distinction.